Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for everyone. Drop the puck, man. Welcome to another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. And today I'm so excited to have on a 28 and 65 year old from Kincardine, Ontario and Shawville, Quebec, Canada. One, a staple and legend with the Kincardine Canucks and is an international silver stick all-star with them. Mucked around with the Listwell Cyclones before being named the captain of the Guelph Hurricanes and put up a point a game with the Halton Ravens before finding his home and helping lead the Ripley Wolves to the finals. The other was just coaching those Ripley Wolves during his playing career, where he is still running amok with the Huff and Puck League. He is a legend with the Port Elgin Bears, where he holds the second most pims and points by a D-man, and scored the first ever goal for the Hepco Old Diggers. And he actually helped build the shed. Welcome back to the shed, Rod and Dylan Sale. <laughs> well, Wally, thank you. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you for coming, guys. Um, hi, Dylan. Haven't seen you since about lunch hour today. I know. Quick chats. Uh, appreciate you having us on. You must be pretty low on content at the moment to have these, you know, Ricky and Julian on here, but uh, <laughs> appreciate it. No, that's not what this is about. The shed started because I missed my friends and I like. Uh, you know, sometimes it's fun to tell people what they've done for you. So anywho, um, I get into how we know each other and uh, Ron, I guess we met, <laughs> I guess we're neighbors, right? <clears throat> You're, we're not zooming far away today. You're just on the parallel road over there, right? Yeah, we're not long distance, Wally. We're uh, yeah, just a, a quick trot. And uh, in the past, I have seen you trot past the house here. Yeah, there's not much trotting anymore. It's more of a casual walk. <laughs> Notice I said trot. I didn't say yeah. run. Yeah. Um, but I guess we met in the playground behind your house, right? I The kids out there. Yeah, there was, uh, when you first moved to the neighborhood, of course, my my house is adjacent to the uh, to the park or right, right beside it. The walkway is also right beside it. So, of course, I've got eyes on the park, eyes on the walkway, and uh, I started to see you and the, the kids uh, walking by a couple of times, and I said, uh, well, okay. We, well, so, we were actually on our weird green golf cart. Remember that thing? That, that my, little my, monster, yes, I recall. And, that was uh, a strange, the gem. Yeah, yeah the one with uh, no seatbelts for the kids. Yeah, I remember that one. Well, you can um, walk anywhere. You won't want to burn any unnecessary calories. Hey, you better sit closer to the mic if you're going to chirp. I couldn't hardly hear you that time. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, while well, getting back to it, uh, I do recall being back there. So I took a wander back, and uh, it didn't take me long to start to hear your story about being a pro hockey player, et cetera. And, uh, you know, and, and, and I said, well, obviously he's got the drinking part down as far as being a hockey player. 
I noticed there was a, uh, you know, a cooler uh, <clears throat> with a few cold ones in there. I don't think there was a cooler, but I think I was having a pint at the playground, which I guess I did. That started in Cardiff with a couple of my teammates when I was injured. We'd take the kids to the playground together and have a beer. I, I don't know if that's wrong, but like. That's not a bad person. We well, only the, we only had one while the kids played, and you know we were having fun. You know, you betcha. <laughs> but yes, I was having beer when we met, and then we got to shoot the breeze. And I said, "Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, fat, depressed, uh, former hockey player that doesn't have a job." And you said, "Have you ever thought of superheat? I've been there thirty years or twenty years, right?" Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I started. It didn't happen that quickly, though, did it, Wally? I think it was about. I had to, uh, and, and I'm going to excuse the term here, had to feel you out a little bit just to get a feel for who you were and, and, and whatnot. And uh, after about three or four meetings, I thought to myself, you know what, this guy, you know, he sounds like he's got good core values and uh, he's a good family man and he's a good provider. And obviously wow. he's played some pro hockey, so he knows about discipline and whatnot. So I said, maybe we should see if we can get him a chance, give him a chance. Well, and you did. And um, I can't thank you enough. I've uh, been with uh, Superheat longer than any hockey team I've ever played for. Figure that out. <laughs> well, one-year contracts in uh, yeah. in Europe, I mean, uh, <laughs> probably get tossed around pretty quick. You're right. Yeah. But no, I've been there, I guess, over six years now. And um, yeah, they all started meeting good people. So Dylan, um, how I know you, we were teammates with the Ripley Wolves when I came back um to play hockey fat no shape <laughs> well we were but uh, prior to that you had a previous shed and i don't know if you remember this story so uh i think i'm having a beer on my old man's deck which is right beside uh where mr dean netsky the inventor of yeah. the saucer pass that's correct uh and, and buddy starts trotting by kind of limping you know dragging a knee and uh Looked he, like he swallowed he did, about he, five he, airbags. They must have been on sale. I, I figure I was about six to seven months <laughs> along at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 You're bulging. Yeah, uh, you anyway, so, so uh, mm -hmm. I think Netsky walked over and, and said, Yeah, yeah, you know, this guy's back from uh, pro hockey. And I just laughed out loud. <laughs> this guy, uh, uh, Brent Walt. Anyways, uh, yeah. No, that, I, I think understand. that's the first. That would have been I, a low point. Well, you know, I was having a tough go out of a hockey and adjusting, you know, and you're uh, doing what you could. That's, I, that's I was uh, working. I was working. Um, You know, I was a head painter and helped him build the neighbor's shed over there, which I guess is next door to your old man. I never thought of that. So I met yeah. you then. So there, that's uh, I think that's the first time I got eyes on uh, this specimen uh, that you are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Um, and we also worked together at Superheat. You were in uh, the engineering department, right? Where I'm now yeah, the supervisor. We were, uh, we we were drawing together. Some, throwing some TCs around. And, uh, you know, if you don't have control, you don't have control, uh, as Jimmy would say. So that is correct. And speaking of Jimmy, I uh, was golfing with my old man on Sunday, but he threw a flyer and asked me to come to Michigan to the NASCAR race with him last <laughs> Sunday. And I tell you, if I would have gone, he said he had a pullout couch ready for me. If I would have gone to see Jimbo in his glory at a NASCAR event, that would have just warmed my heart. Yeah. You could have slept with the dogs, took a little peanut butter. I've never, I've never, I've never been to a NASCAR event. I would love to check it out, you know? 
but anyway. turn left. <laughs> so yeah, Dylan, you also yeah. live right around the corner too, basically, right? I do. Yeah, not. Uh, I mean, Kincaid's not a big place, but uh, yeah, we're we're maybe a, a two two beer bike ride, something like that. That's right. Yeah, it's not far. Um, okay, so then uh, I guess the other. I get it. I'm still on how we know each other. So yeah, the three of us worked at Superheat. Um, I've been there now over six years, and um, Ron, I met you at the playground. And then, speaking of Dean Netsky, it was about a week later after I had an interview with Nigel. I went to Boston Pizza. It was a Wednesday. Um, you know, uh, Dean and I decided to have a pint with lunch. We were working hard. It was sunny out, middle of the summer. And I ran into Norm at Boston Pizza. And I just happened to start shooting the breeze. And he said, are you the guy that lives around the corner for Ron? <laughs> and then, uh, and then, yeah, he went back and uh, checked out the resume, which didn't have much on it other than hockey. <laughs> and uh yeah, brought me in for another interview. And then uh, I guess, yeah, went out and wrapped yeah. pipes with Elky, Chet guy that came on. And yeah. uh, the rest is history. I've been with the company forever. But Ron, you're retired now. Yes, I am, Wally. I'm, I'm retired. Uh, I'm re Let's just put it this way. I'm retired from work, uh, my work career, but I am not definitely retired from uh, activity. Let's just put it that way. Um, I want to I want to go just take a step back if I could talk a little bit about your meeting with Norm. Norm came back to the office, and uh, I think his 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 question to me is, is who in the f is this guy? Um, he and why is his me. master's degree from Hungary? Yeah, <laughs> it's and, from Cardiff, and, Wales. The Met. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. You drew uh, in the lines, buddy. I get it. That's right. And the other thing was, is apparently you'd made comment to him that you know you had some sort of a, have you had some sort of a, a planning degree or something of that nature, and that uh, you you knew something about uh, drafting. And I said, well, the degree says uh, you know, it was created by Crayola. Um, I said, but here's the deal, Norm. Here's what I know about this guy. And I'm telling you the truth right here and now. I said, he's pretty raw. Uh, but I'll tell you one thing is the fact that, A, I know he's a good family man. And he's got good core values because he's with his kids. You can tell that he cares about his kids. He loves about his kids. And he talks about his wife a lot and his family. So he's got good values. The second thing is, you don't play hockey at the pro level without some discipline. And that means... You show up for practice. Um, you practice hard or they cut you. Um, you show up to the games, you play hard or they cut you. Uh, and, 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 and you take direction. And if the coach tells you to play the puck off the wall and you even think it should go up the middle, you know, like a big pizza, uh, it doesn't matter. It goes up the wall. He takes direction. I said, so with those types of uh, attributes, I said, I think he's worth a shot. And Norm says, well, okay. Let's give him a shot. You showed up, I think, uh, three days later with a suit from uh, Walmart. I'm pretty sure the tag was still on it. Uh, I'm pretty uh, sure it was from the UK. And it was a little too fancy for my body type. Well, it was, winners, uh, winners, yeah, rack. Because uh, I, I'm sure I saw the, the the tag on the suit jacket said 39.95. Um, but anyhow, right the last uh, time I wore a suit. <laughs> uh, yeah, but regardless, yes. Let's let's fast forward back to your question. Am I retired? Yes, I am retired. Um, am I lacking in things to do all day? Absolutely not. And I am loving retirement, loving it more than I could ever have had imagined. I was, I would love it. Well, that's awesome. Um, yeah. And one of the things you just did 
I know because um, um, I was cruising by your place, I guess. And this is what inspired me to do this was I hadn't spoke with you too much because um, I, you know, you don't always want to mix business and normal life all that much. And our relationship was typically mainly work related. But then uh, just a week or two ago, we went to the dump and um, I was cruising by your place and you could tell I had some garbage and you said, are you going to the dump? And we did. We took some back roads, which have been hit heavy with uh, manure tonight. Have you smelt that? Have you been? Outdoors? Oh my God! I mean, John, there's John a, there's Stewart's a, just trying to get paid up there, guys. You know, heavy. leave him alone. That is heavy. There's a, there's a pink stampede on somewhere. But yeah, that's what inspired me to have <clears throat> you two on because of uh, like meeting you in that playground that day, and we took the back roads to the dump and. You know what? We didn't take the shortest way home, just like when you drove me to Superheat that day. And I could tell you were trying to figure me out and why I was so fat and that I was a professional hockey player because you didn't go the right way home either. <laughs> Absolutely. You bet. You know, we had, your GPS was off a little bit, but we had to finish our beers and we had to stay hydrated and yep. we had a lot to catch up on. You had some stories to tell me. I had to tell you all about the draft and probably talk and, about and that. And that's, that's what I wanted to get to was um, now in retirement, you have some time to do things. Maybe you didn't before, but Dylan, you yes, gave sir. you and your brother gave him a pretty good gift. Huh? He was telling me the story. Yeah, we did. Uh, thankfully uh, the moth flew out of his wallet there for once. And uh, you know, we got to, he, the guy works so hard and hardly spends any of his money. So the, uh, you know, First overall pick in Montreal, it's a no-brainer. I mean, you got to go. Because his uh, favorite team is Montreal. Yeah. yeah. Somehow. Right. I guess Quebec-born, if you're not, you know, you burn on the cross. But uh, still, it's it's <laughs> tough sledding when you're now in Ontario. And, um, you know, when you do beat the Leafs, uh, you know, lots of texts. But uh, a, a good story, actually, on that. So we're in the lot. So we stayed nice hotel. Uh, we were at the Fairmont. And... Uh, we go down the lobby the night before the draft, uh, you know, just get a beer and, you know, hanging out and uh, just watching these guys come down, you know, all the GMs you've seen on TV, you know, uh, even like Rick Nash as, you know, now getting into the, just, you know, to see them in person that you've idolized. And anyways, so buddy leans over and he's talking to someone obviously. And I hear, you know, Oh, he's going to go in the DAP trade. I'm like, Holy shit. Like, did you just hear that? And I get in my text group. So Cody Britton, who you should have on here, the big wolf guy also, the uh, the Blackhawks. I said, well, Britsy, Ritzy, yeah. Britsy, your boy's gone. I was like, what the, like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, wasn't it Debrinket, Dylan? Well, wasn't it? It was Debrinket. Debr that came yeah, Debrinket. Uh, came out of Chicago and went to Ottawa. Yeah, and then they, anyways, however it all worked. But I said, your boy's gone. I was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I just, I'm in the lobby. And you heard, they, overheard it. You heard it here for Elliot Free. It was just, uh, you know, a cool, cool thing to actually overhear as, you know, the business. Is Before developed. things gets a, get announced, you should hear some of the shit I hear in my shed. I know a lot <laughs> of stuff in the hockey world that people don't. You should hear the after hours stuff. It makes your brain hurt some of the stuff you hear. <laughs> Maybe that's the second part to the pod, uh, Wally after hours. <laughs> Wow, that's the part you don't send out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's when the boys tell me some other juicy stuff. You know? <laughs> well, it has to be censored. It has yeah. to be censored. Yeah, there's no editing team. We do have an IT team, and Ron didn't even have to call them to get online tonight, so that's great. <laughs> yeah, I was going to call call Barnsey. <laughs> um, Schubert, Schubert would have come in. 
So I get into how we know each other. Um, still, our, the draft though, you know, we can't get past that. You guys just went there. That was a gift to your old man for what? Turning 65. Yeah, 65 and a bit of the whole retirement gig. And yeah, we, uh, we got in the day early, left on the train. And actually, um, Shane Wright's uh, Grant, because we're talking about the draft. I mean, everybody on the train is going from Toronto to Montreal for the draft. You know, there's guys, you know, scouts and all sorts of logos. and you can All the reporters, hey, Dylan, remember all the reporters that were doing updates? Yeah. And, and so anyways, we're chatting on it and uh, I go to take a piss and then buddy, like, I'm going back to my seat and he kind of like taps me on the shoulder. He's like, uh, do you like hockey? I'm like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm just going as a fan, as you can tell. <laughs> and uh, he's like, well, we're, we're Shane Wright's grandparents. And it was, we were going to try and get a picture and uh, it just didn't work out. Um, but yeah, so we get into Montreal. Uh, what do we do? We, you know, you, you, you get on Google and you, you find the best wings and beer you can. And then uh, the next day, uh, you know, we got up and they have so much going around the Bell Center. Um, it, it was a fantastic uh, time. And I'll let the old man speak to it because I'm not even a Montreal fan. But uh, the city was fantastic. And everything that happened, I mean, it, it was unbelievable. It's, it, it's not like we were just sitting there twiddling our thumbs. There was trades. There was you know, uh, obviously the, the way that people projected didn't play out. So, I mean, it was, uh, I think a good one to pick seeing as all the analysts are saying it was one of the, you know, you know, the most exciting. So. so Ron, that was one of your bucket list things you said, right. Was heading to a draft in Montreal, your favorite team close to your hometown then, or what? Uh, not really. Um, no, uh, Shawville, Quebec is, is a little town up in the Ottawa Valley. <clears throat> and I don't know if you've ever noticed it, but Jimmy and I, Jim Hamilton, he's from across the river. Um, and he, he's on the Ontario side. He was born and raised on the Ontario side. And we uh, were the, on the Quebec side. And we occasionally, Jimmy wasn't a hockey guy, but uh, we, part of our little league or our league, we played in what was called the Upper Ottawa Valley League, Pembroke, Barry's Bay, Renfrew, Armprior, uh, Petawawa, Camp Petawawa. We used to call it the concentration camp because it was, it was a, a military facility. But anyway, uh, we, would, uh, we would cross over. Quio was another place. There was two teams in Quebec, actually. And uh, those were heated rivalries, I'll tell you. And, and it got deeper than hockey many, many times. But um, no, Shovel's not near Montreal. But again, get back to your but, question. But is, being on the Quebec side, that's kind of how it's a you're a Montreal fan. Oh of, man, as my son, uh, uh, as Dylan described, I saw your office at Superheat. It was all Montreal. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm. A, I'm a. I like to say I'm a casual fan, and I love to converse with anybody who wants to talk Montreal. But yeah, I, I'll put it this way. I'm, I'm a diehard and uh, always will be. And I've had some, a lot of highs and a lot of lows over my lifetime with following them. But uh, again, getting back to the draft, uh, Dylan tell you that, uh, you know, it was the highlight of, of my retirement to this point um, because of just exactly what it was. It was in Montreal. We had the first pick overall. Um, and and uh, I was there with my two sons um and we were having a fantastic time at great facility and some of the highlights with with being at the draft involved we all got together and, and booed Gary Bettman together uh we all got together and I even heard Dylan start to uh do the gee 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 chant and oh, ole 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 
and uh, all those things combined, plus, you know, some wonderful meals and cold beverages. It was just a fantastic time all the way around. Sounds like a decent weekend with your sons. Oh, the best. Couple pints, couple pints, for sure. Okay, well, that sounds awesome. Sounds like your son's nailed it with their uh, gift. So good work, Dylan. Okay, I get into how we know each other still. Ron, we skated <coughs> together once in Tiverton. <laughs> I don't know if you'd call me skating. I mean, I just you were buzzing around that night. You were up I and think down like the way. If there was a sixty-five and plus scouting crew out there, yeah. my old man probably you still had it that out. night. Oh, I yeah. couldn't believe it. Just I'm a plug. No, you have a high motor. High motor. Oh, yeah, but watching. There's, yeah, there's but the battery life, the battery life is very short. Okay. And as you get older, Wally, you'll find that your cardio, uh, yeah, you've got some great intentions of what you're going to do, but the legs, they don't always cooperate with the brain. I thought you were, but you were moving around faster than me. That <laughs> That's not hard, really. Yeah, well, Thanks, think about Dylan. it. Yeah, well, like, I, I understand. <laughs> you, the Zamboni, hey, and a bag I, insulation, yeah. which is quicker. I, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> But I'll tell you one thing. Oh, I did. I did learn a few little things about you that night. There was a couple times I think we uh, had an encounter in the corner, and each and every time I didn't come out with the puck. <laughs> yeah, no, I get quite competitive when someone tries to take my puck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were a little possessive. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah, no, I get a little carried away that way. <laughs> okay, well, thank you. Good. <laughs> yeah, and Dylan, we went to the finals with the Ripley Wolves because <laughs> I said we were teammates, but. I thought, so my tale here is that, like, I remember when I first went to a Ripley Wolves game and, you know, I was thinking about helping coach and uh, I watched the game and there's like five people in the crowd. And I'm like, you know, my love for hockey was not where it is now and was beforehand with the knee injury and like just being fresh out. Um, And I was like, I don't, I just don't want to be a part of this, whatever. But then I met all you guys and I really, really enjoyed those boys. I really enjoyed everybody oh, on that team. We had a hoot every practice, every game. We pretty well won and we'd have fun, right? Yeah, it's you're, you're not, I mean, you're certainly playing still in senior for for the hockey. It's competitive, you know, ex, well, look at yourself, ex-pros. There's a bunch of guys that are, you know, still very high level, but you are doing it to play with your buddies. And I mean, you know, my wedding party, 90% of them from the wolves, you know, your, your badge, all those big life moments you have, or even just, you know, strong friendships come from hockey buddies, the hockey and, and, you know, those bus trips. And uh, as you said, the, I think I'm, you know, I I don't know if it's going to continue, but I I might just go to practice. You know, it's just so fun. Oh, yeah. Um, that's why I went back like voluntarily when doctors told me I not to play was because like I thought I could bring some value even though it's really well, and that fat, was the deal. I mean, if you like, if you didn't play, you were getting fired from Super Eat. That's what she <laughs> <really>. <laughs> um, no, but um, the thing is though, moving to a new town and not knowing anybody, like when you review things, when I go to the beach dance, first time out in Concarden and forever, and I knew so many people, like I'm oh, talking about hockey community, right? And like it's all from hockey. And... It's from skating with the old scars. It's from the Ripley wolves. It's from the Concord and Canucks, my kids teams. It's from the schools. Like it doesn't take that long to get to know everybody. If you get into hockey. Well, yeah. And that's the team building aspect. And like, you know, that's communities are built around sports and uh, it's, it's, you know, those life friendships and there's lots of opportunity, you know, 
to move to the city, you know, find other work. You know what I mean? There's lots out there, but your friends are your friends. Uh, mm. And that's where you play hockey. And, you know, uh, and speaking of the beach dance that night here in town. Oh yeah. One of my favorite Ripley words. I won't, I, won't, I won't mention names, you know, but um, I, I, you know, standing there with Holt, our other neighbor, who's a dandy. And, you know, you look up on stage with the band that's rocking it. And, um, you know, one of your favorite Ripley Wolves is topless on stage with the band. And he's just running amok. Just know? loving it. Yeah. It's Levin. <laughs> yeah. And thanks. <laughs> yeah. That's time. not the, that's not the, uh, the only time, at least there was only one of us at that point. I think I was on, uh, my wife was on night. So I basically uh, told, yeah, you're, you're staying home. And thankfully she did. It's funny because in hockey though, it's like, <clears throat> After games, you want to kind of unwind and let loose a bit. And like, I remember with the Wolves, like, you know, you win a big game on the Saturday night. Like it was the same kind oh, of it's Cardiff time. when you have it, kids. It's... Yeah. Everybody was going out and then I'd swing by like Britsy's the next day to like find out what went on. I did the same thing at Cardiff once I had kids. I couldn't <laughs> go with the boys. So I'd swing by with the stroller and see what went on. <laughs> oh yeah. The routine was pretty simple. You get off, you immediately get a pint. You, you probably don't take your skates off for two hours. You go upstairs a couple more straight to hogs and then straight to britsy's i mean it's rinse and repeat yeah every second and then, yeah. and then some guys like you wouldn't <laughs> name names but they put on that funny mask you know <laughs> gosh fun times it was uh there was a one ping pong table that just didn't survive uh yeah. good times no, good times but that's what makes it fun and you do it voluntarily because it's fun and you get to meet people and you become and we did friends, get fans right? Yeah, and that's the like thing we is did. once we, we, got we, we were taking buses. I'm not saying <clears throat> bus. We were taking bus loads of people to Clinton in the playoffs or for the finals. And like when I'm new in town and like you see what it does to a community and then my kids are going to school in Ripley and it's like, this is what winning can do. And like I've seen it in other cities, winning hockey games can do a lot for communities. Oh, and it doesn't matter if you're, you know, if, if you put the fucking Jersey on, if you're playing for, you know, the, whatever you're playing for, you're men and you're there and you're going to play hard. And, uh, you put, you put grown men in different jerseys. Oh, and, and then you make little... it a best of seven. Yeah. And you bring those Durham Thundercats to town. Yeah. Shit's yeah, going to get yeah. real. <laughs> yep. Add a scoreboard and the next it's game on. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it, <laughs> it yeah. was fun. Okay. It was fun. And, uh, you know, it's too bad I went septic in the finals, though. That was not fun. Yeah. Well, you let us down. You fucking, I mean, what? You're not the, tough. I, you know, <laughs> no. like, uh, I did, uh, you can only spin a ram of yourself into the board so many times. Oh, well, no, <laughs> that, the, the septic, like it happened there the, before the last game. So I couldn't play the last game, but like, they didn't like figure out a septic for at least a few days later. Right? I went to the team party. Remember the year end party when we no, were done I and I, I couldn't put my arm down because <laughs> um, it, something was wrong. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, I remember you were actually hung up with like, and I, it was, it was bad at that final game. I like, you know, we all have careers, you know, we all have families. I hopped off a flight from, I think, Louisiana, uh, like that afternoon and drove to Clinton. Like it's just, you know, the crazy things you have to do if, if you want to play senior. But if you want to be a part of it and being a part yeah, of it's do. pretty fun, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I remember going like, and Ron, I guess, you know, you talk about like, what you learned in hockey was like 
I was sick, but I knew I had to go to work. <laughs> yeah, you only get so many, you only get so many vacation days a year. So I went to uh, superheat with an IV in my arm for 16 days. <laughs> yes, I recall that quite distinctly, Wally. And, uh, and being in charge of the safety department, <laughs> you know, my number one concern is, is was that work related? Uh, we got uh, that established as soon as we did. And then I think, Wally, <clears throat> you and I had several I, I father-son yes, conversations about uh, your future and, uh, and, and what your, uh, you know, your resource income was going to come from, uh, the Ripley Wolves or perhaps Superheat, <laughs> which should you invest in? And, uh, right. and it, was a, it was a challenge to talk you out of it. And you kept telling me about your competitive spirit. Well, and- I just, I've, I've won before and once you've done it and you know what it yeah. can do. And like, then when my kids were going to school in Ripley and I was like, imagine if we could do it. And like, then I could take the trophy to the they school. Had a, I'll say know? that they had an unreal team though. Like, holy shit. Uh, well, they like, had a lot of top. They were loaded. They were loaded. They up. From, from what I understand, they had a lot of gas cards to give to people. Mm. If you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. A little bit of, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, quite, a, quite a few former Western Michigan Broncos on that team that were collecting some cash, which, for us with Ripley, none of us were getting paid, right? We were doing it for the laugh. She was all for the laugh. And, yeah. uh, but yeah, they, they were good, but you know, we, we played hard, but, uh, I you think they're me- like their least, their least player was a top end old guy. And I mean, we're flying around with, <clears throat> you know, junior C and not to say that the different, but Holy shit, we were up against, uh, so quite the, task. The, the one thing though, I would say, and I saw it like today coaching kids. So with super heat, I think, like like they you guys everybody likes that you help out the community so today i helped out Derek burroughs with his hockey school eight till 9 a.m then i rushed into the office then i went out for lunch hour and i ran an hour session and um i know superheat supports that and i like seeing the kids but there was one kid that was good and then there was another kid that was just as good and he said oh no i have to go against him and i'm like what and then I shoot the puck and I see the guy pull up. And it's like, if you don't believe you can win, you can't win. And yeah. when I first showed up with the Ripley Wolves, they did not have the belief that they could win. And they had the guys, we had the guys by the end that we could win. But that final series, we were we were really banged up. But like the ingredients were there. Yeah, you're right. Hey, but I mean... It was what it was. And uh... Wally, and, and let me give you the fans' perspective on that one because I was in the stands for that one. And, and I'll just uh, pile on the fact that what you guys did for Ripley Wolves hockey didn't, now you're not, it's not just the Ripley Wolves now, it's Wolf Nation. That's how you were <laughs> referred to, okay, in my world. I got calls from California, I would get calls from everywhere yeah. wanting to know about Wolf Nation and what's going on. And then what happened was, let's be honest about it. I agree with you, Wally. You had the horses, but when you went down, when you went down against Durham Wally, when Husey's ankle blew out, he had had like a broken foot. And then Brett was playing with one arm. Brett Brett was playing with one. He was a chicken wing. Yeah. And then you, and then Alki, you know, he he had a he was banged up. He's got no fucking hips. Like he had no hips, and, and I mean. So it, it was just a, it, it, what happened was, is the playoffs caught up with you. Everybody saw it. I saw yeah. it. And, but what I will tell you, this is I did not see 
any lack of determination on your part, you guys, you all were going to fight it right to the end, which you did. And I give you credit for that. And I was so proud to be a, a part of Wolf Nation to watch you do that. You know, at the end of the day, everybody said, oh, you know, they came up short. And I said, yeah, but this has been a great experience for them. They're going to learn now what it's going to take to win in this league to beat well, the Clintons. Yeah, it does take And, and it was uh, yeah. it was fun. And, and let's talk about the arena. Uh, you guys talk about I was there when, Dylan, you started. I'd go there. And holy shucks, man, like uh, there was a lot, the, a lot of nights, the opposition fans outnumbered us. Okay. Yeah. And uh, all that, those trailer parks had for, to be empty. For what it Durham. is, you know, for what it is being senior, it was, it was a good ride. And I don't know, Walt, you played at the legitimate levels, but once you get to that final, she's a pack barn. And, well, it's, uh, it's the same as like when I was playing junior B at Elmira and we're packing barns. And yeah, if for me, it was so line, cool. People care. And, uh, you know, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big thing. But anyways, let's, but for, like, we for lost me, to Clinton. We fucking lost. Let's move no, on. But like the th- I know, but the thing, <laughs> the thing for me that was cool was that like I had played in Elmira. <laughs> we had packed the barns. We had won. And then I went out and like hockey got really big and it was like all, it was about money and like all this other stuff and it's your job and it's very stressful. It was really fun to play voluntarily and play in small town Ontario rinks again. And then they started getting packed and you'd go to Durham and you'd see what it would mean to the fans. And then Ripley would be packed and you'd see all the kids showing up with the Ripley Wolves jerseys on. And my kid gets to play in between periods. Fun stuff. You know, well, the Nixons wanted to fight kids in the crowd. That was, yeah. Well, that <laughs> anyway, was patrol. All right, okay. We got it. it poster was fun. picks. Poster picks. Yeah. I had a hard time driving by the Clinton <clears throat> sign that says turn left for years. Right. Anyways, poster pick. Ron, there's one with you and Norm in hockey gear. What type, was, what, what team's this? Well, that's the Hepco Old Diggers. Norm and I played probably, we started in 93. I know Norm played probably 12, 13, maybe 14. Yeah, somewhere in there, 14 years or so. So um, folks, folks from the UK that have no idea who we're talking about, Norm's uh, the CEO. He's the big dog, right? He is the big dog. He's the, the uh, he is the owner. Yeah. Uh, he makes all the big decisions and, and drives the company and uh, comes up with all the these wonderful ideas that we have as far as uh, how to do heat treatment. But he's also a hockey guy. He's brought two boys up that uh, are, that are they're you know real hockey players. Joey and Reggie, pretty good hockey players in their day, and then Norm was a good hockey player in his day as well. And uh, we just carried that through, and eventually ended up on an old timers team together. So, of course, so what, him and I. What type of players, Norm? We always said this that uh, I'm thinking <clears throat> a stay at home D man, but um, you don't want to go near the net because he's going to give it to you. <laughs> no, let me tell you what he really is, and this is how we described him in the dressing room. He was kind of like your. He was a forward, a left winger. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to say an up right? and down winger. Uh, he was just a down winger. He would <laughs> obviously meet the back checkers on the way up the ice. Okay, <clears throat> but we always, uh, you know, made comment that uh, Norm and his shot was kind of like your wedding night. A quick release. <laughs> Two pumps apart and roll over. Eh? Yeah, that's about it. Real quick yeah. release. And, yeah. and he put it in and then, you know, would just skate off the ice. But there's many nights that, uh, you know, some of the famous goalies in the in the world, like, uh, you know, Lubatino and guys like that, that would never had a chance. Norm, Norm would bury it, go bar down on the Is, guy. He was a goal scorer. 
Boy, he's a sniper. Yeah, he's got a hell of a shot. Well, for me as a hockey guy, uh, I just looked at that picture, and what I saw was he was going tongues out, right? Yeah. And you, you taped tongues, tongues and heel in. You were taping the whole thing. Yep, that's what I did back in the day. I uh, I did it all. I was Paul. Uh, well, no, Paul Cato went went tongues out, but uh, no, I I and you know what happens? It's it's uh, we're all creatures of habit as hockey players. And uh, back then, I needed all the ankle support I could get. <laughs> Real <laughs> ankle bender, eh? <laughs> the old taper on the laces, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I was lo- I was locking her right up. The old Bower Black Panthers were taped right up. Uh, I tell you, I need to let the heels breathe, but I wasn't going tongues out. That's just weird. I I don't understand that. Um. So then the other one was a picture of you two on the ice. Is that the uh, old diggers father son game? Uh. What is no, that? I don't think so. Did you see the picture, Dylan? I don't. I think it was just uh, what could we find in the old memory bank there. But uh, okay. Well, it's yeah, cool. There was the old on the ice, right? I take yeah. pictures with my kids on the ice, and I it, like you know, it's I memories it you don't a, get back. The assholes like this guy at the bottom, they grow up fast, right? Yeah, <laughs> they sure do. I, I know what happened there was is uh, Dylan. I think a year end thing where there was a father son game. And uh, so, of course, me, I'm always the guy with the camera. I said, we got to get some pictures here. And uh, sure enough, yeah, we had, uh, I said, there's an opportunity to get a picture. Anytime I can get a picture with my, one of my boys in their hockey gear together. Well, maybe we'll talk to it. Kennedy and if we're good enough, we can get into some celebrity game, eh? Like, uh, we just <clears throat> keep missing the cut by, you know. Just I, I, I've seen you out there in Tiverton, Ron. You should be in the celebrity matches just for the 65 plus because you would had to have been better than anybody your age out there. You would buzz around. Yeah, the oh. scouts. I'm telling you, the scouts are there. Yeah, I, I'm uh, – <laughs> We have a guy that plays Huffer and Puffer with us, and he's the club champ out there at Ainsdale. What's the old fellow's name? Uh, I forget it anyway. But uh, <laughs> can't say I'm up on my Huff and Puffer. Come on, get it for five dollar entry fee. Oh yeah, <laughs> but, I, uh, but I, I thought you'd know him from from golf. He's a, he's a hockey story. Of... Is a hockey story, Dylan. It doesn't matter what league it's in. <laughs> this guy, sure. this guy's trying out for the over sixty five Canadian national team. And, and I don't want to, I'm not selling my, I don't want to, you know, me, I don't, I'm not much of a blowfish, but uh, this guy, no, I don't see it. I don't see. Well, there you go. That's your aspirate. Oh boy. Next time that Huff and Puff, that guy's going to give it to you in the corners. (laughs) And I bring, I welcome it because. If that guy listens to this, he's going to be coming at you. He, he he's starting shit in the Huff and Puff league now. He's got one move. It's a stupid toe drag that never works. And one time. One time he tried to do the to drop it back to his back foot, bring it forward to his blade, and uh, I I I just rubbed him off into the corner and I said, "You're not going to do that. That's the second time you've done that." And he says, "No, it's not. That's only the first time." I said, "Yeah, it's the second time because it's the first and the last." Okay, well, you did cooler things in Real hey. Junior, so let's get to that. I don't know. No, I'm still on. I I'm, told him I'm next not time done. you try that shit, you're going on your ass. I, I was right. going to say, I'm not done with Huff and Puff. Ron, <laughs> didn't you get hurt out there? Didn't somebody run amok with you? <laughs> didn't they fold you up in the corner? 
Oh no, no! I'll tell you, Huff and no, that was the good timers. The guy. Uh, oh, the good oh, timers. Not the, the, not the Huff and Puffers. The good, good timers. branding on. Oh, marketing. sorry, yeah. sorry. That's that's what knocked you down to the Huff and Puffers was because well, because yeah. of the good timers injury. They got Robodai Island. They needed cap space, you know. In the good yeah, I, I got. Uh, I don't know who did Hunter run that time uh, from the Islanders. He pasted him after he scored a goal, but this guy just absolutely pasted me and uh, broke a couple ribs, etc. But I'll tell you this. You kept showing up to work, didn't you? <laughs> I showed up to work, and the boys will validate this. When I was on the ice, laying on the ice, and I just finally caught my breath, and I got a couple of fuck-offs out of me, Adam, I was swinging for his ankles. I was swinging. I didn't drop my stick, of course. And I said, you're going to pay, buddy. But anyway, I moved on to the huff and puff, and the rest is history. Okay. I'm 13th in scoring with those guys, by the way. <laughs> That's good yeah, to keep in track players. of that stuff. It's always about the goals <laughs> and assists. Okay. Next thing I got, though, um, poster pictures still. I'm not into the whole deal yet. King Cardens, oh. you guys you guys were winning trophies, Dylan, when you were growing up. Because, you know, as an under-11 coach last year, we won a trophy. We went to the All-Ontarios. And that's some memorable shit for the parents, for the kids. And I saw you put that on the poster. That shit means a lot, right? <laughs> well, poster is pretty much whatever pictures we could actually find. Uh, but well, yeah, those are uh, memories they, that you don't forget. I guess the quick Kincardine minor hockey, like any player that started in Kincardine, you know, Derek Burroughs with mites. Uh, I think that guy has put in so much time for Kincardine hockey. And legitimately, if you started playing hockey in Kincardine, he probably coached you at that level. And uh, we were four fortunate or unfortunate uh that the triple a loop was you know to go to practice your goddamn two hours so we had a lot of players that just hung around uh in king garden and you know we were fortunate to win but it and makes it, the team good when guys oh, don't we leave. were good uh Wee and midget i mean it's b so whatever but, winning's uh, more fun though <laughs> it was no matter what it was we won her and uh it was a good time and you know great brian royal another guy that he didn't even have kids I just went golfing with his son. He's quite a bit older, uh, but he coached the peewees for years and he just did it because he did. Because uh, he loved it. Because he loved it. Sweet Lou. I could see know. that, man. I've been so, speaking of that, the hockey school I'm going to help out this week, um, 8 to 9 a.m. and then 1 to 2 is um, is Derek Burroughs is putting on his hockey yeah, camp. Yeah, well, he's still and, doing it. He what, did it. But he this is his for... camp in the summer and both of my kids are in it and every kid, like every hockey kid in town's in it and like it's incredible for them they get to know all these kids from all these other schools not from just the ripley school but the concurrent schools they all get to know each other they're having a hoot and that Derek puts that on for everybody and he does it so like he's never stressed out he's never like he's just cool and calm and he's always in a good mood for the kids and like he's just a great guy to have in the community yeah well we won midget we had steve spaniak char we had dustin we had travis mckeg we had juan they were younger nobody had kids on the team they just did it because you know we needed coaches and uh so yeah it takes uh, and i i i you know i hope i get into coaching because you you have to give back or the, the wheels don't turn like people just think you show up to practice and no, there's coaches out there putting in practice plans and, you know, all that oh. sort of shit. So, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I loved it. And, yeah, Stepaniak, I hear he's coaching another nine gals team. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. The so gals that, is where it's at. Well, obviously, you know, I got a little girl and uh, that, yeah. yeah, girls hockey. Let's go. 
What do you got there, R- Soup? What's Dylan, up there? Dylan, what, what picture is that? The only time I had my hat up. It looks like. <laughs> yeah. Silver <laughs> stick, maybe? <laughs> yeah, let, me tell you where, let me tell you where it all got started, Wally. Is, uh, back in the day, they let the novices. They let them, they let not, they had, they had silver stick for novices. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so Ken Carden, of course, uh, we had a great team. You had, uh, Satozik and, and Paul Boyjadin playing goal and, and, uh, yeah, Baker and, uh, oh, oh, um, this is all on what Dylan's on the B on the B rep team. Yeah. Yeah. On the B jury, (laughs) you had jury and, and, uh, oh, you, oh, you had quite a game anyway. But so they won the uh, they won the, uh, the regionals novices. The next thing I know, we're taking a trip down to Port Huron, Michigan, right, Dylan? Yeah, well, it's just the way minor hockey is, right? You keep, you keep playing. <laughs> but this is like for King Carden, a small town like us. We said, "What? We got to go to Port Huron to play in the international, the international silver stick." Well, yeah. we'll go down there and get our asses kicked. Well, sure enough, we go there. And there's bus loads, there's team jackets, there's team bags, there's uh, team sweatpants, splash pants, there's team, the moms, the dads. And the then US the Bruce kids. County fellas rolled in. Uh, I don't think our half the the the, uh, the parents were just pissed to the gills. They probably even make the game. <laughs> like oh, who's well, going to pull his straws to who's going to uh, drive. And, you know, <laughs> so sure enough, we, we go down there and, and we win the first game. Oh. Oh, that that's a fluke. How'd we do that? I and then we win the third, we win the second, we win the third. <clears throat> Next thing you know, holy shit, we're in the finals. And did we play the Purple Eagles that year, Dylan? Or, uh, or, I think it was. I, I think remember. this Purple Eagle team was phenomenal. They were phenomenal. And and I'm gonna bring a point up here. Back then, uh hitting was allowed in every level of hockey. No, and not this purple yes, Yes. Oh, yeah. You could crush guys. If you you want. And I'm going to tell you this point here. So we play the Purple Eagles and they got this big and they're an American team out of somewhere upstate. Niagara. Niagara. Yeah. yeah, the Niagara Purple Eagles, the university. Oh, sorry. We're not triple A guys. We don't fucking know. No, them. that's just the school. That, that's, the, that's the school that a bunch of Sugar Kings went to that are shed guys. That's all. So anyway, <laughs> I'm going to finish my story off. Yeah. So they've got this big gun, this guy that can wheel, deal, go coast to coast, north, south. He's the guy. He is the guy. His first shift, he does the same shit he's done the whole tournament. He curls around, and he does both behind his net, and he's doing the big wind-up. Well, little number three there, who's uh, he's got a low center of gravity. Sure enough, and you may not remember this, Dylan, but I do distinctly, that when he came around that net the first time, you put a shoulder into that kid, and we didn't see him for the rest of the game. Well, like, the whole intention was hit to hurt. I mean, I don't know if you remember that conversation. Uh, yep, yep. If you're going to fucking hit someone, you might as well. Hit him hurt him. Yeah. And, and that kid, he was he was quiet the whole game. He wouldn't even go near the puck. Oh, anyway, that, no, we yeah. can go beyond. Oh, no, we're not going beyond, <laughs> Dylan, because I'm living this right now. This is what my son's coming up in. And so this year at a tournament, um, the so every time Colby was getting body checked a bit, he was getting roughed up a bit, and you know there weren't many calls. It's a it's a tournament, you know they got you got to muck it up a bit. And he came to the bench. And I'm like, dude, when you have the puck, 
the ref usually doesn't call a penalty for you hitting the other guy. Like if they're getting in your way, go through them. You are the Wally. You are the king of the reverse hit. I didn't really see too many until I met you and holy shit. Wow. Yeah. It's it's hard when only one leg works though. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but when you can do it, so then like literally the next shift when he had the puck, he's gained up, a kid went to get his way and he just buried this guy middle Love of the eye. Oh yeah. But you remember that stuff. And like, you know, these are good memories, Dylan. Doesn't matter what age you're playing. Hockey <laughs> stories are hockey stories. They are true. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but no, like winning stuff with your kids and like when you see and do that well you you remember that shit forever like look at us i'm still talking about it i've podcasts with my canucks and now i see them at Derek burroughs's camp and it just warps my heart i love it anyways okay dylan poster picture who are you fighting in the one you sent me do you know did you beat him up did you win i can't even remember i think it was uh i have i truthfully have no idea and, mm. and not that i was literally tough or anything but there was only really a couple reasons why i was playing junior b and that's doug kennedy the guy coming out of midget b usually doesn't get too many tryouts with junior b teams uh and he set them up holy shit you know the lincolns the uh the waterloos the kitcheners and uh you know he's just got so many connections and another you know community staple guy uh, yeah. and, uh, went out to Listwell and yeah, the only really reason I was in junior B is, you know, four check, if you can get on the puck, hand them in, you know, get that whistle for your line and jump in front of pucks on the PK. And then, yeah, obviously you had to sometimes, tussle. You, know, you had to tussle and, uh, I didn't really mind doing it. So well, unfortunately, <laughs> kind of like doing it sometimes when you win. <laughs> yeah. uh, but as, as you'd say, old man, hey, <clears throat> no matter who the fuck you go, there's always somebody tougher and bigger and stronger. So you better be ready to yeah. eat a few. But uh, that's the only reason I was, you know, it wasn't. I wish nowadays, you know, I've, I've do, played with you, Dylan. I, I've, I've watched you play. I could see you getting into a few fights. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was six. <laughs> I think I was up there in the PIMS in the geo. I think all time. Well, before they kept st- stats, like <laughs> there was a few PIMS mixed in. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, back on track now. Sorry. You got sidetracked with the poster pictures. Cause I, I think when, whenever people send me for their poster, it means something to them. And I thought your poster looked great. And thanks to Lee and uh, Cardiff for making them. He does a great job. So thank you. And anyways, moving on to normal. Where and what are you doing now, Ron? You're retired, I guess. So now you're you're on the hog a lot. You're motorcycling and snowmobiling in the winter. Well, yeah, let's uh, yes, absolutely. I've I've uh, I get to enjoy some of my toys now. And this summer, I'm um, you know it, uh, retirement didn't start out too good. I don't want to belittle or you know go on about it, but I I had a bit of a back injury and uh, and that slowed me down immensely this spring. But I'm back on track. I'm 100% recovered. Yes, I'm. I'm spending time on my motorcycle. I'm spending time on my boat. Um, I I I love to spend time in my yard and work on my yard and do things like that. And looks way and, better uh, than but, mine. <laughs> <clears throat> Wally, it's all about priorities, buddy. You're going to be where I am someday, and you're going to have the time to do it. When I was at your level or stage in your life, 
busy with kids and hockey and wives and all the other stuff that goes with it. My flower you, beds looked a lot better when before I started but two the, ales. The one thing that I, that I really enjoy doing now, and I, I really have, is spending time with my granddaughter. Uh, yeah. We're her and I are building a real strong bond, and uh, and and I just I can't get enough of her. I love being with her, and anytime I get a chance to do that, and usually it's once or twice a week, I do that, and uh, and and it's really enjoyable. And but this winter coming up, oh, this summer too, I'm playing ball twice a week. Uh, what? Taco Taco. Oh yeah, I'm playing. You're playing ball. ball. What I, position are you? Hold on. I um, bet you. I bet you you're. Uh, yeah, you're a corner guy. I don't, I think, I don't even know. I don't but think yeah, he's got the, the arm to get it across the diamond. I think he's more of. No, a, that's. I true. think he's an outfielder. I've seen him skate around. Maybe first base. No, he's you shagging. He's not, shagging fly balls. Bullet. I'm the old bull out in the pasture. Uh, I just wander around out there. You know, uh, I, I, I doubt it. I've played old timers <clears throat> with you, and I bet you you're diving for balls. You know, and and I find it's a lot easier to pick the ball up when it stops. You know, <laughs> that's one of the things I'm finding. And uh, but no, I'm playing ball twice a week now. I play Tuesdays and Thursdays, so I'm really enjoying that. And yes, I'm getting a lot of miles on my motorcycle this year. I've had two big trips: one up to northern Quebec and back, and then one I did around Lake. Uh, uh, Lake Huron. I went across into the Michigan, and, and and that was with Shed Guy Ethan Skinner's old man Dick. That is correct, Dick and I. Small uh, world, folks. When you start talking around <laughs> in your shed, you know. Yeah, and and Dick and I did both those rides together. And again, we've got a big ride planned for September. We're going to go up into the Ottawa Valley and do two days up there, and do uh, tours around in the valley up there, and have some fun and eat some poutine and. Uh, you know, maybe slide over to the Quebec side and, uh, you know, get a chicken wing or two, who knows, but, uh, no, I my, my, my days are, are full. They're busy. And I'm that's good. Every- that's what you need to do. Right. And you need to enjoy it. You worked hard. I, I'm loving every minute of it. And yes, uh, like I said, I'm okay. gonna, actually, I'm I got retired. one more before we get on to Dylan because of the poster pictures that I had written down here. You sent the one of <clears> you heat treating out in the field you would have traveled a lot of the world with superheat and in the heat treatment industry. So where, where all did you get to go? Where was any places cool that you traveled to do some heat treatment? Oh, where do I start Wally? Um, uh, the North slope slope of Alaska. Taiwan's uh, a pretty interesting one. Taiwan. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to get to that one. I, I did. I'm starting in Canada, Northern Canada. Uh, all Sincrude, Suncor, Fort McMurray. Um, I did, you know, refineries all up along uh, in, in northern uh, Washington, all down through San Francisco, L.A., you know, moving across to the Midwest. We did, uh, you know, all through Chicago, Indiana. I did a lot of, I spent about uh, uh, four months at Mount Vernon, Indiana on nuclear steam generators, Florida, St. Lucie, all up the East Coast, uh, Staten Island, New York City, Con Ed's. And then internationally, I hope you uh, had your air miles card with you. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And then internationally, as Dylan says, uh, yeah, I did. Uh, I I had uh, uh, a three week, basically a month in Taiwan. I was over there at a military installation, retrofitting all their heat treatment machines. And then I uh, Barbados. I did a month in the Barbados, uh, getting to sit up on top of the. Uh, the uh, the power plant and watch all the cruise ships come in and then uh, <clears throat> oh I you know it just Quebec it's, I went it's all the quite, way to Quebec and, and I then, think of course the highlight I'll I'll stop here 
um, uh, Bedford, uh, Halifax, Nova Scotia, and I actually got to the Sunnyvale Trailer Park. Okay, that's the highlight of it. <laughs> well, I just can't say, be fucking doing that, Joey. <laughs> I just can't believe that, like you know, in the heat treatment world, if you want to travel and see the world, it it is available to you. Like Perfect. in hockey, I got to see a lot of the world from that. But if you don't want to, like, it's pretty cool to go out and see stuff in the world, right? It is. It is. It certainly is, Wally. But there's that's the upside. People think of the glorious side of that. But the downside to that is, How, is yeah. you have to leave. You have to, and, and that's the hardest thing to do is, is I always say it's the first 50 miles down the road because you're leaving your family um, and people think it's so, so glamorous. You're going to LA, you're going to work in San Francisco, blah, blah, blah. No, you see the refinery, you see the highway, you see the restaurant and you see the hotel and you're leaving behind your wife to look after your kids with homeworks, yeah. dentist, hospital, whatever, going to school. And, uh, and, and it's, it's a challenge. Uh, it really is. But and have I traveled? It, yes, I've traveled lots. No, you're right. And it would be for yourself and for your wife. And I can't imagine. <laughs> and that's another thing, like, with why I'm so thankful is when I've started at Superheat, I did go out for two months. And I thought that was a challenge, leaving my kids for two months to go do it, right? And to learn the industry. And I can't imagine doing it all the time. I wouldn't, I, I would have a very hard time being away. It's a challenge. Uh, and you've got to have the support from home, but also you've got to understand too, that this is what, if you want to maintain your lifestyle that you're currently at, and I did not want to work at Bruce nuclear power development. I had many opportunities to do that. And the other thing is, is you can't tell me that working with Norm MacArthur wouldn't be a lot of fun because he is a fun guy <laughs> well, in the field. He is a fun him and I together in the field are fun guys. <laughs> no, I can't imagine. And like, like to bring well, it up again, it. though, nor guy. as nor being the CEO of the big <clears throat> dog, like when I go in there and I'm fortunate enough to be in a, a one-on-one meeting with the CEO nowadays, and we, we do the business talk and like, we're on the same page pretty well all the time when it comes to work. And then we're like, all right, it's over. And then it turns into basically an episode of this. We just get to shoot in the breeze. And it's some of the funniest conversations I've ever had. And I hope someday to have them in the shed, you know? You'll have some stories. Oh, we are man, he's a dandy. He, well, to work, working for good people makes it better, right? And locally. Like there's a, there's a well, think about think about my life my drive out there i moved here with no job no career nothing i didn't know you guys from anywhere and for the way things to work out that i can leave my house you're be a at winner, work in four minutes and then i can go help the kids at the arena two minutes past that get back oh, and go to, to the work beach on lunch hour you can and hit a pitching wedge to the beach yeah it's, it's not it's that a, bad right it's a great even if the uh, manure smells heavy it's it's you're we're lucky Sean, folks, i said sean stewart's just trying to make a buck everyone but just i i'm, ser- I'm serious i'm very fortunate that i we are I, we are really fortunate but i'm fortunate that i met you ron i don't like to say nice things <clears throat> to people in the shed but i'm fortunate i met you that day and that i started with super heat you know anywho <laughs> well wally like i said i'll get you the interview the rest of it's up to you yeah that's right yeah no i yeah you're right and that's exactly what i told you wasn't it 
Yeah. Well, and then you, you know, when you're a fourth liner and you know, when you got to work hard and figure out how to get to the third line and then the second line. Right. <laughs> yeah. But also, if, oh, I, I think I, I had a list of questions already prepared for you as well. <laughs> we'll just leave that one away. Yeah. No, because yeah, who knows, maybe yeah, Becky's going to listen in on this. I probably still screwed it up. <laughs> um, okay. Anywho, Dylan, where and what are you doing now? So he's Ron's got a granddaughter. Yeah, so I'm not going to – I think we've really covered the Super Heat topic, but uh, marketing manager there, uh, quick plug, you know, biz nasty, 20% off. Uh, anybody at the old Deuce and Babcock, the Phillips 66 of the UK, you know, Total, any of those boys, yeah. we got a really hey, If great... anybody's into heat treatment or yeah. if anybody's into anything in the UK, we got, we got offices over there. The old, yes, Phil, uh, Steve McDonald. Uh, great guy work with him a lot over in the UK but yeah so that's what I do and then uh, married uh, wife who's currently at Brie uh, sales uh, she's a nurse uh, at the moment and to anybody else in that field holy smokes all the respect because it's it's just incredible what they're going through at the moment and then uh, we got a little girl one and a half Layla um, and we got another one on the way in November so busy uh, times then it's a busy time thankfully as the old man said he's you know covering the gaps with uh when we need her or when we need him child care Uh, child and he cut my grass in the real world and he cut my grass today so appreciate it hey happy retirement um (laughs) no but yeah like it is tough with child care in the real world like when the kids aren't in school and then when they like all of a sudden they're just told they're not going to school and then you're like okay now it's summer and you got two months where they're just like here and you're like well (laughs) yeah Yeah, well kid three is uh two and two so two days two nights in a row 12 well so for uh, any yeah like so but the Sidney crosby of my department you know he's having a tough go with child care and he was talking about how he could make more money being on leave and i'm like i can't lose to Sidney crosby you know like gotta have him gotta yeah, figure awesome, it out. Man. yeah and child care it's a bitch in the real world i tell you there's people that have tough goes right Parenting. anywho yes i don't know why we're talking about this do you know no <laughs> you kept going <laughs> am i <laughs> so where are you what are you doing now You're so, the fuck, man. yeah no kidding back behind the net again so um you got another one on the way so then you <clears> just <throat> finished with the wolves um, you gonna play again next year? Or are you hanging them up? I, don't, what are you I doing? think yeah. It, at most, it would be a five gamer. And again, I don't bring much to the table regular season wise and goals and assists. So you know they need a hard four check. We'll see. Uh, but no, it's pretty it's, tough with that going on at home, isn't it? Well, and uh, and I'm traveling too for work, and it's 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 a full time so in the shift. So we'll see. Uh, you know, you move on to other things. And as my old man said, he had some of the most fun playing you know, old timers or whatever the hell it may be. And uh, yeah, so we'll see. Okay. So Ron, I guess we kind of talked about this, but growing up in Shawville, Quebec, you got into hockey, I guess, basically in that league you talked about that. eh? Yeah. And and when we were growing up, there was uh, there. Remember we're back. We're talking, I was born in the fifties, man. So, uh, you know, at, at, at three and four, you're skating and, and, you know, I had three sisters, so I was in girl skates, dad filed down the toes. And That's it was why you're all so tough. You just had to... <laughs> it was all outdoor rinks. And, uh, 
and uh, every Saturday, and then you had two practices a week. But hockey was a staple. Hockey was the culture. Hockey was what you did. Yeah. Um, and uh, it didn't matter what, whether you were playing road hockey, ball hockey in the summer, ice hockey in the winter, like at the arena or out in somebody's. And there was homemade rinks everywhere. But that's what we did. And we lived it and breathed it. And, and uh, you know what? I was, I was lucky enough uh, to develop the passion for the game. Uh, I love the game as much today as I did when I was a little peewee skating around or a little Adam skating around. And, uh, you know, I guess those, um, you know, inbreds from Ontario, as I, we used to call them. And uh, <laughs> we used to tell Jim Hamilton that, you know. Why does everyone I, in Durham have red hair? I just, uh, I can't you know, it, is, it is strange. The family tree. And they're so angry. <laughs> yeah. We used to tell Jim that, you know, I tell this to Jimmy on a regular basis that as we got older, we'd always, we'd put a caravan together and go over there to Ontario to help them with their inbred problem, you know, and just whatever <laughs> I, we could do to help out. And folks, Jimmy is uh, my, the manager, right? He's, he's like, he's, he's the guy I work with at uh, what a dandy he is. I can't believe yeah. I missed the NASCAR. It would have been a tie. <laughs> yeah. You'd have to go and get a wife beater. <laughs> so anyways, um, so Ron, where did you go then? You played minor hockey growing up and then. Oh, shucks. It, it, it's a pretty short story, Wally. Uh, Let's hear it. Where'd you go after minor hockey? Did not you go anywhere? Here. You know, I, we yeah, moved. You're, to I'd say you're a late bloomer. Okay. It's <laughs> not about the Latale. Yeah, that's 65 plus Olympic you're, team. You're the, <laughs> yeah, you're the yeah. Yanni Gord of the Huff and Puff League. I know you are. <laughs> well, I'm the, I'd like to refer to myself. If I, if I was six inches taller, I'm the Sedano chair, maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah. In a you're couple more brain everybody. cells. You're outworking everybody. You're outworking everybody. So as soon as we you move from Quebec to Ontario, and right away you've got a label on you. And as soon as I went out, and it, so we moved to Port Elgin. And as soon as I went out, like my dad registered. Stuff. <laughs> my, I, and I went out to practice, sure enough, with my hab shit on. And, and the first thing, I, get, I got rocked yep. about five times. I said to myself, okay, that's enough of this shit. I was a midget then, or Bantam. I think it was a Bantam. I said, that's enough of this shit. And I went with about two guys right away. And it's practice. It's old school. You know, nobody's going to get hurt here. Like, come on. We're just we're kids throwing punches. <clears throat> but but it, I, I, I found a way to get in with the gang and then get in with the group because of my sharp wit and the fact that it, I wasn't going anywhere. I was going to stick around. And they needed some guy, I guess, to play when they had to go to Wyarton. So I ended up playing Bantam up there. And then... Uh, they started a junior team and junior D team D I don't you can't go any lower than that. And, uh, and, hey, and I went out, don't, don't and, talk like that. Like the shed loves the Wellesley apples. <laughs> and and uh, so I made that team. And then the second year, so now we moved to Concord and, and so uh, your old man, your old man moved to Concord. Well, my family, family our yeah. family moved. Our family How old moved. Are you then? Cause that's one of my questions. How'd you get to Bruce County? Well, third, uh, moved to Bruce County when I was 13. Then 14, we uh, dad, well, we, we got a house in uh, in Tiverton. <clears throat> so now I'm going to high school. I've moved high schools from Port Elgin to King Carden. Another transition. And I've got to make new friends and whatnot. But now they get a junior C team. So I've already played one year in junior C when I'm a, a midget. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, so they... They sent me an invite to come on out and play. First practice, I get cut. First practice, I get cut from the King Carden Juniors. I said, okay, 
back to Port Elgin because the door was waiting wide open for me. The boys, yeah, soup, come on back, you know. So sure enough, we get it. Now we're playing in a league. I'm playing this guy I lived with, Mike McDonald, played for the King Carden Canucks. That's what they were called. And I was playing for the Port Elgin Bears. We were living together and playing against each other. And so when I'd come to King Carden and play in that arena that you guys are in there now, man, I ramped it up big time. Oh, you I mean, it was, you it would. was. It, there was nothing holding back because I was going to. So you're living them. in Concord and, and playing for Port Elgin and then coming, and then. Oh, <clears throat> better dear. than that, I was going to high school in Concord and playing junior in Port Elgin, and coming back to Concord to play them guys. At you know when we'd have a home. While game you're in high school with them, that's. So weird. the next day in high school, I'm walking around the high school with my Port Elgin T-shirt on. You know, some nights we'd win, some nights we'd lose. But I can still remember this. The first game we played, King Carden, the Port Elgin Bears, formerly a junior D team, and guys will testify to this, is we beat them 10 to 3, and I got two goals. <laughs> and for the I folks like that this. and for the folks that don't know, Port Elgin's 30 minutes down the highway Up 21. The highway which is right on the water as well. It's not you that nice him. here, folks. We got enough people. Don't move here, right? Yep. Yeah. No, it was uh, – so it was it was a fun time, and I played uh, all my junior there and then came back. And then as, when I left junior, I played about a half a season for, the, again, the Port Elgin Sunocos, the senior team. <clears throat> and then I was working at, at – uh, they were building the heavy water plant for Loomis, and uh, – and during that time, um, the time that I was living in Concord, I became very good friends with a guy by the name of Norm MacArthur. Mm-hmm. On the weekends, we seemed to have some similar interests. Uh, right. It involved the liquor store, the beer store, and the bars. Okay. <laughs> and uh, and then, sure enough, we we got involved. Norm built a, a farm, a pig barn. Uh, he lost it, of course. But uh, him and I were on the same garbage truck at Loomis picking up garbage in 1977. <laughs> and he quit and went to build a, 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 a pig barn. I quit and went to work on the drilling rigs in, in Western Canada. And I stayed out there for nine years. And then I came back. And the first, as soon as I came back, the phone was ringing. <clears throat> the, the rec league teams were. The old stars were calling you. Just They scouted the same back then as they do now. And, 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 I, and I immediately, there was no issue there. Right away, I'm going to, where's Norm playing? Cause him and I had so much fun together. Yeah. So we ended up playing together. Him and I, Dale Pollock, the green guy, all your buddies go play. Like you're going to do Dylan. All your buddies are going to play, whether the corn Huskers, wherever it may be. And, and you play with your buddies. The roosters. You win, you I hear the roosters are the team to play for. And, and well, you and need some competition though. Dylan. The most fun you'll ever have. And that's the one, some of the most fun I ever had playing hockey. And then, and then of course I went to old timers and I had even more fun. So that's my story. Um, so, yeah. And then it is quite crazy what Norm's built this business into, right? Like you talk about it, like, so you were there, right? From, <laughs> you were there right from the start then when he builds this, like yeah, well, the treatment when, company. Absolutely. I was there. I've had the experience of being able to walk into two completely empty buildings. Uh, number one with global heat over there at one, four, six, Mahood Johnson drive. We moved from the farmhouse out in, out in the ninth concession. We were building consoles, cables, heaters, everything out there, using a John De- David Brown tractor to lift the transformers in and all that stuff, just him and I alone. And then he got the idea that he was going to build a shop. 
Concordant gave the town council gave uh, there was some empty land over there at the soccer fields at that point in time, and uh, he he took advantage of it, built a shop, and I can still remember the day him and I walked in there and it was completely empty, nothing, nothing, not a, not even a an empty milk crate in there, and I said, what the hell are we going to do with this big building? Well, that didn't take long. We had it. Uh, we had it full. And the same thing with Superheat. And I'm talking too much, but when I was working for Cooper Heat, that this is another story. The the do it. It was called the Do It Center at that point in time. That that was a lumber yard, and it went broke and became empty. And then the town council bought it, and they were going to turn it into a theater. That didn't work. And I got wind of it when I was working. Norm at this point in time was in hiding. Uh, he yep. had sold Global Heat, but I was still active. And, and he I was scouted five, it out. five years he couldn't be in the game. <laughs> I scouted that building out and worked with the town council on pricing and whatnot, what it would cost to buy it. I was with the facade that I was with Cooper Heat all the time. Guess who I'm an agent for? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> and and I got the packages all together. And then one day the packages just disappeared off my desk about the pricing and the taxes and. Yeah. All that good stuff. And the next good thing, thing you got it set up building. though. Yeah. And again, I walked into an empty building and he said, Soupy, someday there'll be 50 people in this building. <laughs> um, you- when I started, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how many people we could fit in that building. At one point in time, we had 126 people in that building. Yeah. That's that's one building too, probably company wide. We fluctuate. Oh, we were 600. We were over 600. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty wild to, to like for a fellow to kick card uh, to do he's, this and like call him what he is. He's a pig farmer. Well, I, but you know what? I get along with pig farmers because I <laughs> like I really like his company and I really like working for him. And um, like <clears throat> what what he's done, like I drive around town and I see all the superheat people driving around in cars. And they have houses, and I'm like, this, this this dude's doing all this, and I got two volunteers with two ales and hockey tails. <laughs> Pretty the guy that gets shit. you your your first shirt or your first jacket and hat. <laughs> hey, I got that written down for how we know right, hey, well, let's did, keep her trucking here, buddy. <laughs> did we already talk about this or not? No, we didn't. Well, that's right on the first notes of how we know each other is Dylan was. The one that got me the first ever two ales and hockey tails jacket, which I thought might be out here. But anyways, you did that and the hat. And then all of a sudden I could come well, the, on. The real story night. is I was going to uh, try and attempt to make you legitimate, legitimate and help and you legitimate. with, you know, MOUs for some memorandums, understanding for sponsors and, you know, do all that. And, and you said, you know what, your marketing uh, degree, you're a marketing I, director. I appreciate you. You said, I'm going to do it Wally way and man, you've done it and <laughs> continue on with it, but Holy shit. It's, it's off the cuff, but you're doing what you want. Uh, uh, no, uh, what, what it really is though, is that, it couldn't take up any more time of my day is that I literally only have time to ask the guy if they'll come on and to send me 10 pictures and then book a time. The rest of it, I just send, there's no editing team. There's a research team, but that's about it. And then there is an IT team, thankfully. Um, But like, I didn't have time to like send people stuff and do stuff. I, I, I just want to do this and I just have too much stuff, but 
the what you did to get me legitimate with the hat and the jacket and then yeah. i could come on here and look legitimate it helped it all and like i can't thank you enough with- who, I remember our first background was when you made there. the background Who and was I was that like guy with the shirt off with the oh, lightning tattoo. Mike, Mike Scroy. Yeah, that guy's scary. <laughs> yeah, he's really big. He was my roommate in the AHL. He was like three times bigger than me. Anyway, um, okay. no, but um, it was really cool. Then you did the background where I was like in a locker room for me, right? That was cool. Big time. Hey, Wally, stuff, man. Wally, can I just tell you a little quick story? No, of course. That's when you, what this you is made about. that comment that you made that comment that he's three times bigger than you. I was standing in the Durham Arena one night and we were playing Durham, of course. You know that big monster of a guy number two? I think you had him on the pod. Oh uh, Mac? Mac? Jeff McQuillan. Anyway, the guy's a giant. Yeah, and, McQuillan. And, yeah. and so I'm standing there beside Doug Story, who's a he's not longer with us, but he's an avid fan and a hockey guy. And he had turned away for a, a bit to eat some popcorn or do something. And, and he says, what the hell's going on? We're playing shorthanded and, and we're in their end. And I said, no, no. I said, we're not just, shorthanded. He says, yeah, we are. You just well, can't the problem see was he couldn't see you, Wally. You mm-hmm. were, you were smothered by this giant of a man and your limbs and nothing was showing. He thought we were both there with four guys. Just about, you could just see a belly button because he, 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 he did he did consume me, you know. Well, he um, contained you. Let's call it that one. Contained. Sure. You. Yeah. Contained. Whatever. We won that series. Yeah, we did. Mac, we their yeah. Ass. yeah. Yeah. Mac. I Watch remember the one time we're playing senior A. So the actually the first ever Ripley Wolves match I played on the road, or maybe the first one ever, um, was in Durham, and I go out for war. <laughs> And he was out there and we had played together my rookie year at Syracuse in the AHL. And I'm like, everybody comes home. I'm like, what are you doing here? And he's like, what are you doing here? And he didn't know I had moved to Concordia. And yeah, it's, it is tough. Like Ron, you talked about moving to new towns when you're growing up. Like it's not easy at 32 years old. It's not easy at 13 years old. It's not easy to move to new towns. Nope. That's it's for sure. But but hockey gives you an avenue to meet new people and identify and get yourself identified and also to demonstrate your character, who you are. It sure does. Yeah. No, and the hockey it does a lot for people. Anywho, okay. Dylan, mm-hmm. growing up in Concar, and how'd you get into hockey? Everybody plays hockey here, right? So I think we we did the, the Derek Burroughs with the Murrow. We did the All Ontario Pee Wee. We did the Midget, and then Doug Camden. He got me into Listwell. Um, Listwell, you guys are pretty good then, eh? Are you in the old barn so, or the new barn? Uh, we were in the old barn. So oh. Brett Cato, ex well Wolf as well. So they had just came off a Cherry Cup run, uh, and they probably should have won. Unfortunately, in the old barn. Yeah, in the old barn, and you talk about a packed house. I think that, it was that you know, place three was or a four. pretty gross arena. Oh. Like they sucked when we played them. Anyways, three or four rows deep when they went to the Cherry Cup. Um, they lost, but then the next year I had made it. We had a really good team, and somehow things just kind of fell apart. Um, I don't know, you know, guys move on, and it, it, I don't know how it happened, but we were projected to be pretty good, and then it, it, it killed it just, Cameron. Yeah, it just didn't really work out. Uh, and then, then the next year, 
uh, it, it was fun because we had the Nickel brothers, a uh, couple, couple OHL guys and Mac and whatnot, who's now in the AHL. I lived with them in Guelph when I went to university and uh, played with them. And uh, it was pretty amazing. And then unfortunately with, you know, as I said, I'm there for the Ford check. I'm there for, and uh, this one night, did so you played in Listowel? So the Let, dash. Elmira played it. List yeah, well, you would have played the, the old list. We played barn. them in like the first round of playoffs, like that old barn. Oh, man. Yeah. so what it was was again there. Was the there fourth. still the big fat old guy behind the net chirping all the players on the other oh, team? Probably it was a zoo. Uh, it was a complete zoo. But um, I chipped the puck in, you know, go for the forward check, and uh, last minute I thought, and in, in, in truth. Uh, I thought Buddy was making the D to D and he didn't, he, he did the circle back and it was a pretty bad hit. Uh, and, and, you know, I think it was like a 20 gamer or something. It, it was very serious. And, you know, I still, to this day, I fucking, I feel bad for that guy and whatever happened. Um, and then, so you thought he was doing D to I thought D he was, going I thought one he was way and going, then he turned India. I thought he was and in truth. I mean, I took a lot of heat. Like I got off social media, you know, I got people, <laughs> people want him and it was Stratford people wanted my head uh I thought he was going d to d circling around the net so I'm absolutely full tilt uh and then he he pulls the reverse and you know it's already going and, and like I said in that list will burn the dasher is like 10 inches from the glass it's not as though so if you hit someone it's not right that, up to the glass there's no a- it there was a complete there's a gap there and unfortunately like his you know, it wasn't a good scene and I still to this day feel terrible at that. And it was a 20 gamer and we were blown up and I got actually it, probably the best thing that happened because I got traded to Guelph where I was going to university. Um, and then I went in there after the, in like 10 games, I had five goals, which I mean, whatever, junior B, but it was working pretty well. Um, and the next year I'm only there for 10 games. And then the next so what, year. So after that hit and, uh, Listowel then right you're playing Stratford I got tra- yeah they got traded to Guelph I got traded well they were kind of dismantling like Mac uh they're rebuilding or whatever yeah and then they won like not long after everybody knows they won the Southern Cup but uh so yeah I only played 10 games with this team and then the next year I come in and they make me captain which I think in the actual paper they're like you know you don't see too many guys coming out 20 game suspensions <laughs> getting the fucking captaincy <laughs> but uh anyways it it's we finished like third and we loaded up we pretty much everybody on the team was 20 you know whatever i think yeah 20 you can't play 21 but um finished third and we got fucking swept first Four round man, first 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 round uh against waterloo and uh that was pretty it was it was like a i, I don't even remember most of it because <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Uh, four games happens fast if it doesn't start well. But we yeah. they were well, if you're third, you're probably playing you're playing a low end seed, and it just and that was it. And that was the junior career. And then this so whole that, time, what what's the Halton Ravens? Yeah, so then uh junior ends and uh I'm hooking on with CIS because I'm in Guelph and I will excuse my language for anybody's li- but this fucking cocksucker in, oh, in, in Guelph, you know, you were the captain, you played really well that time. I was actually a decent player. You know, we're really looking forward to having you the next year. 
So I hook on with Elky and I get in shape and I'm talking like ready to rock the biggest I've ever been fastest played my absolute best hockey. Like I was ready to go. And uh, even the old man who won't say too many good things will attest to this. <laughs> I, I roll into that. Got to hold and, you accountable. We yeah. I roll say into that, <laughs> that camp and we have our exhibition games right off the bat for like the open tryouts. And I think I scored like three goals, was just murdering everyone. Uh, I think he even fought some guy from fucking, I don't even know. I was going to do whatever. I, I think he went on to play in like the East Coast or the AHL or something stupid. And he brings me in and it's one of those ones where it's like, and maybe I did suck. I don't know. But it was one of those ones where he's like, well, you know, we've had some guys come from the O and we got to fill our quota for schooling. Cause you know, if you go to the O, you get your schooling. And he's like, if, if you go play in this league, like maybe we'll look at next year. And I'm already a second year and my wife's already bought a house because she's quite a bit older than me. And it's like, what am I going to get my master's and which I probably should have done, but get my master's and hang on for the chance of playing with you. Even though the year before me, you told me I was going to play. So I don't know that, that sucks. So I did go to this outlaw league. And because uh, I was in such good shape and whatnot, yeah, I was putting on a show, but my wife already had a house, you know, all the in guys. Guelph, and this, you're in Halton. Yeah. No, my wife had a house in King Carden. Oh, King so, Carden. Yeah, because she, she was already settled into a full-time position. And you're at, yeah, and you're at school in Guelph. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. I'm, and, uh, and then on weekends, you're playing in Halton. Exactly. And so you're uh, not going home to King Carden to, to – uh, yeah, that's not. Smart. And then and it, the guys, you know, the guys, Britzy and Cato and Mirzi and, you know, all those guys were like, what, what are you doing? Just come play hockey. And, and makes a lot uh, of sense. That's, that's essentially the career of how it went. But yeah, back to buddy at Guelph, give your head a shake. So yeah. And can you attest probably the best hockey I've ever played. And just cause these one, these guys, you know, they, I think to get your, your your uh, scholarship you have to pay i don't know 20 games i don't i don't know actually what it is but you're not even an ohl guy you, your family knew some fucking guy you know it, it, when it comes to coaches deciding stuff like it's it is strange because like i went to syracuse and i wasn't in as good enough shape that when i first went to pro and i had never seen it i didn't know what you had to do and then i saw it and i'm like okay and then that summer I lost 25 pounds. I was ready to go. I actually had abs. It was weird. I didn't feel like myself. It was very strange. But I went to Columbus's training camp, and I finished eighth in overall out of everybody in fitness testing. And they had already decided. <laughs> that, you put your hand on the Bible for that this one? Is, this is actually legitimate. They put up a thing of, like, where you're ranked out of everybody for all the events. I'm not even joking. Okay, got and, it. Seriously. And anyways, they had already cut me. I was already going to the coast and I went down to the AHL and like ran a muck in the, the preseason games. And they were already like, the coach was like, you're like, yeah. sorry, we got contracts coming down. And that's the same thing. What you're talking about. What, what the what OHL is uh... coming down and that's the same as the contracts coming down. You're not welcome. Cause we got guys. We can tell people that played in the OHL. Yeah. Red rag top. I think, uh, you know, what could have been, but I just, 
that one still irks me. And I'll let the old man speak on that. But I think that was, as far as the hockey career goes, that was kind of bullshit, but whatever. Yeah. I'll, I'll attest to it that he was dedicated. Um, <clears throat> he, One he was, season. <laughs> he was, he was, uh, he, he, Alki worked the piss out of him and uh, he was in shape and he was determined as much as I seen the determination Dylan and I'll correct you on one of your comments. You said that uh, Doug Kennedy got you the, you know, the, 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 the job at Listowel. No, Doug Kennedy might have got you the tryout. You know, that's all. That's all you get is the tryout. But you yourself, you worked hard that summer. You pulled a lot of sled time. You were on the weights. You were, you know, doing a lot of things. And you came Taking into a lot camp of ready to in go. The face is what I was doing. <laughs> you you came into camp ready to go. And I know you were, you know, you were beefing up because you ate my fridge empty every goddamn week. <laughs> but uh, when and I can still remember the the day you came out of that that arena after about the fourth practice. And and I think they were making Six their final fights cuts. later. <laughs> and uh, you, it was in the summertime, of course. And you and I were driving back and forth. And uh, you said, "Well, they want me to sign." And I said, "Well, there you go, son. You've achieved your goal." A kid from from King Carden never played a game in AAA, and uh, he's made a junior B team. So there you go. Good for you. I was proud of you that day. Well, and that's what it's all about, right? Like it's. It's fun watching your kids grow up in hockey, especially around here. And like, I'm living like the life you guys have already lived. Right. Yeah. And I'll just add to it, Wally, and you're going to go through this with your dad as well. What really was the enjoyment part of it was, was, was every Friday night I would pick my dad up at six o'clock. We would drive because the game started at seven. We would drive to Listowel. We would get our normal seats in, in Listowel. And we would get a chance to watch uh, his grandson play uh, junior B hockey. And there was some pretty damn good games, you know, the Stratfords, the Elmiras, the Siskins, the one, the the Rangers, you know, there was a really good hockey. And that was prior to junior A. You just loved it. You know, junior A was actually almost worse than junior B at that time. I mean, it's changed now since, but uh, there was some real gamers, man, and that, and that. Well, and you look at you know, look at yourself, and uh, junior B is the place you played. Um, well, and that's the thing. So, when you were in Listowel, did you live at home? No, I lived with the High Binds, and uh, shout out to they've been billets forever, and you know, again, families that keep community that, hockey that, going on the turkey farm. Le- learned a little bit about the turkey farm. <laughs> Uh, you were on a turkey farm. I lived on a turkey farm, one of the bigger. Did you work at all, or are you just there? Couple to nights, live? couple, uh, couple nights to get the beer, beer money. But uh, it was an interesting. And I lived with a guy from Toronto that he honestly, and I, I was a guy who drove to school every day. Um, he, he, he legitimately asked me what a Mennonite was because we. <laughs> yeah, never. you should have uh, seen jordan scare jordan scare i think he's got a <clears throat> smart guy extremely smart guy i think he got his master's from laurie in business he's got like a little weed gummy thing going on if anybody you should you should have seen my wife when she first crossed the border and then get like and then you know it's somewhat normal you know the roads are paved a little nicer but then you get near Elmira, ontario and then all of a sudden she saw horse and buggies for the first time like Mm-hmm. that'll throw that'll throw a michigander for a loop right <laughs> <laughs> not always so proud though and remember the night 
so Buddy kind of jumped me in Listwell anyways. And then I didn't really get too many punches off. So he came back. In the old barn, you had to fucking, excuse me, you had to come out on the visitor side in our, our uh, end. So every time we won, yeah, up, you did. Yeah, I would just fire pucks wide, <laughs> try and miss the post because they just wrapped right around and just ankles. I mean, I'm not going for faces here, but <laughs> just crush guys. And uh, I knew he was coming out. Um, so in warm up, I basically <laughs> captured him in his own end, and I said, "Well, we're going." It's stupid me, right? They were terrible too. I could have, you know, maybe maybe got a shot on that or something but i said first you know first shift like you're getting it back buddy so i see my old man walks in the listwell arena it they don't even get a second on the clock just drop this guy and he doesn't even sit down i don't think and i just see him walking back out and drives uh, drives home uh, I'm sure he wasn't too proud of me, but uh, so was, the, the things was, you do. So are you are you are you kicked out of the game then? Oh, I, oh like yeah, five gamer or something stupid because then there was no time on the clock and there's no the game had started yet. I don't think they. I don't remember if they had refs in warm up. Yeah, they did, but anyways, just another. Did, so uh, so last season with the Ripley Wolves, I saw the research team saw you only played eight games. Did you not get suspended last season? Yes. Uh, actually, the worst one, it was, there, was, there was a small suspension, but uh, so a week before our, my wedding, uh, we're playing Seaforth in like the first round and I got the bubble on and again, don't have kids, don't have, not that far in my career. So, you know, you don't, the consequences aren't as big and that as you get older, you learn about the consequences. But I'm running around doing whatever, staying in the lineup and uh, get in a fight with this guy a week before my wedding <laughs> so my wife i get off the ice and instantly <laughs> fuming because i got in the makeup going and uh actually what happened did you look me. good for the wedding photos yeah because of makeup and i couldn't play anymore because the guy that i went had long hair and when we were tussling around obviously like his hair was like down below so when i'm just trying to grab i grabbed his hair <laughs> and i got a hair i didn't even know it was a suspension but i got a hair pulling suspension well he shouldn't have had it like what else are you supposed to do you're in a fight you're in a fight the guy's got hair <laughs> but uh yeah as far as impact wise that was the worst one the uh, in the the senior so Cy uh nick siler at a list while he was playing for us and um biggest muffin from the point you've ever seen probably could use a 65 flex not a muscle in his body anyway they had this guy who previously had also got in like a, a lightsaber battle with and i'm not even kidding so they he year three he like ran mirzi or did something crazy and you know over the boards go after this guy whatever Can't so he did so he didn't want to, and I'm sh not shitting you. He, his stick turned into a complete lightsaber and actually broke my one knuckle because he was just thrashing it back and forth as I'm like. This coming, other guy, when you come at him. Yeah, coming at him. You know, it's off a of face off. Hey, get out there. He's on the ice, you know, that sort of thing. 
And as I come through the dot, he he <laughs> starts slashing. Starts going wild. He's going Phil Kessel on you. It's full Phil but Kessel, not but, at like, your, but not at in your the ankles. head. Yeah, so not I'm at like your ankles. To, anyways, but then yeah, the next year. So he. So how'd you he, get in there? Did you get in? I there? didn't. He he slashed me in like the head. Right, you couldn't <laughs> so get in there. there. wasn't wasn't much I could do. But so yeah, fast forward a year. So then he hits Mirzi. <clears throat> he hits Sai like up high. So I'm like, all right, whatever. This is just happening. You know, go after him and he eat turtles or whatever, and that cool goes off. As he's going off, and you know, you know, it's always the ah, blah, blah, you get into it after, and he pokes me in the face with a stick. And then the lights go black and essentially just whatever I need to do to get to this gentleman uh, to do what I need to do. And in that, <laughs> yeah. in that process, obviously there's refs in the way and uh, not that I punched one or, you know, hit one or did anything, but I'm just getting to this guy. You're, you're, I, you're trying to get to the guy and they're trying to get in your way. And yeah. yeah and, and yeah, it was wrong. I'm not going to say I'm in the right or I didn't deserve it. But yeah, they're in the way. Fuck, they, I should pay for their power skating or some shit. But ref falls. And anytime you cause a ref falling, probably not a good thing. And right. I think it was another 15, 15 games or something stupid. But um, mm. that's the story. Uh, was it eight? Yeah, eight, I, I, eight, but I, you lost, only... I lost you for eight games. Remember, I was the coach, okay? <laughs> That's right. So, Ron, you were the coach of the Ripley Wolves last year. How'd that go? Um, it, 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 uh, how can I describe it and keep it keep it kind of short? Is is you know what? It was more fun than than it was not fun. I I really enjoyed it. Um, <clears throat> just just to get. <sighs> I enjoyed the fact that I could be on the bench. I enjoyed the fact that I could be with the guys and get to know these guys. Some of them I already knew, but to get to know them better. Um, That's but, what hockey's about, though. At but, the end of the but season, the downside the to that, Wally, was I didn't have a goddamn clue what I was doing, uh, except for Josh Cato. I, these guys would have been on their own. I didn't know how to run a practice, didn't know any drills, didn't know any. I, I, I think you sell yourself short, though. <clears throat> they, I honestly start- do. They started talking, okay, we're going to go weak side trap, blah, blah, blah. I, you know, look, I, I don't know what they're talking about. <clears throat> I could make suggestions about lines, et cetera, but, but that was about it. But it was a real, I really enjoyed being with the guys. And I just wish I could have done more to contribute, to help, to support, to try and push them over the edge and get them closer to, to the, you know, to beating yeah, yeah. Uh, Clinton and, and getting on to Seaforth. And that, that was the disappointing point for me. I really felt that I left, I left them empty. I didn't help them enough. I didn't losing I sucks. Done more. Losing and sucks. I, I when it's fun. I know it, it is. And, but the only thing is, is, is uh, um, who is it that says there's only one, there's only one cup and there might be 12, 15, 20 teams, but there's only one cup and they only hand it out to one team. Well, and that's like Dylan, when you keep bringing up, like what league we're talking about, it's like, I played a bunch of leagues. They were at the NHL. Everybody was playing for their cup, playing for the cup with the Ripley wolves meant as much when we were playing (laughs) those final games as any other league. I just didn't make money doing it. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Once the jersey goes on and uh she's well, and then you get to know the guys, like you said, Rod, like you get to know the guys, like 
you get to know their wives. You go up for beers with the wives and then some of them have kids and you're getting yep. to know everybody up there. And like, I met the Ripley community up in that beer garden. Well, remember our curling uh, and we'd always have the parties. I eh? remember like the Christmas party at the curling rank and, you know, yeah. you it's the old, get... and it was awesome. Like and we got it, snowstorm it, it, there. Right? <laughs> it's was... your, it's your hockey family, right? Like it's, 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 it is a family. And like, and then, and if you want to add to it too, we were going through that just coming, recovering off COVID. And COVID went through our dressing room and, and, and it affected some of their children and some of their wives. And I took it personally. I was, I, I reached out to Sorzy. I reached out to a lot of guys that I, and just asked them how they're doing. And uh, you know, and, and, and they opened up to me. They just, and I found that in my career, a lot of times you just, you know, you just have to ask somebody, how are you doing? And how are things going? And then just be quiet, listen, and they'll open up. And, and every single time, Imagine starting a shed. <laughs> but yeah. one of the one, the one instance that really sticks in my mind, and I feel terrible about it, is is we have a, a defenseman, Dunny, and uh, that kid's been trying to make that team for a long time, and his heart's really in it. The skill level, uh, Dunny, if you're listening, look, buddy, I'm on your side here all day long. And last year, he tried, he he was going to identify himself as as the tough guy. And he fought some tough guys, and and it didn't turn out well. And and but it he wanted me. it so bad. He wanted, he wanted to be on that so team bad, so bad. For, and it's it, been it, a long time since I've seen a guy take a punch, and, and in both cases, uh, it, close to knocking him cold. And I heard it, I felt it, and it, it hurt me as a parent. And I said to my, I felt bad for the kid because uh, a he lost the fight, b he was embarrassed uh, for what he you know losing. No fighter wants to lose, right, Dylan? That's the you can take all the punches in the head all night long, but when you get you get knocked out or get get beat up bad, it's embarrassing. And I felt for that kid, and I reached out to him, and him and I had lots of chats about it. And I and I hope I talked him down off the ledge and, and got him feeling so better your, about himself. Your thing with with me was you just whatever it takes to win, whatever. It, there's no such thing as a clean fight. If, you, if you're <clears> in, you're in a fight with whoever does and you said with any league you're just doing whatever and that's the only reason that uh you know uh i got to those levels too is because if you're willing to you know well, you got to be willing to do things other people are yeah and it's not like there was anybody that uh, there's a few guys that kept you know playing and what well that guy in list so when i came back from listwell uh with guelph and uh, we went to strap for the first time and the whole arena wanted my well, you the Allman, unbelievable place to play hockey, uh, and they filled it every single night. And I, the mean, William Allman and Stratford folks, we've heard about it. Great place they to play, it. but the folks they know it. they packed. They knew I was coming back, and they packed that barn. And I mean, signs and and I think I got they a wanted blood or what? They wanted oh. blood. And anyways, the what how's that as an old man, Ron? How's let me, that let me tell you, I'll give you my perspective and then I'll cut it short here. I I knew I'm a hockey guy. I knew what was coming. I knew it. I knew who their tough guy was. They wanted payback and it was coming. And he was tough. And I, I think he's in the, the, the East Coast or the AHL still duking it out. He was yeah. fucking huge. But yeah, he's a he's a monster. But I knew it was coming. And as a parent, I was extremely nervous. Um yeah. and 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 I watched warm up Dylan and, and I seen about five guys come to you. And you, you, you weren't turning away. 
Well, you I was at the red line. line stretch. Well, this is you young, were... young Dylan, pre-kids, pre-girl. I'm at the red line just stretching, you know, and being they, a they complete s- idiot. They sent – But they you sent know every... what you've done. You know what's oh, coming. Oh, I, I knew it was – he it knows was, it's uh, coming. I jumped over the boards to instigate it because I, I knew the guy was on the ice. And well, uh, Can I give my version of it, Dylan, real quick? Sure. <laughs> so they, they, the, I, the, you and got this guy engaged, and you, and I know what you told him. we got to wait till the third period. Let's wait till the third period. You waited till the third period. He came out over the boards. Your coach, I didn't even think you looked at him. You just jumped over the boards. You lined up, and, and you dropped your gloves and your stick, and you were going to go – he didn't. Do you recall that? He didn't know what he was, was doing. The, I think that was the first guy, but then they definitely sent their monster uh, guy. Uh, <clears throat> the guy that raped that girl. Oh, oh dear. We got we to edit that one out. Yeah, yeah. No, we don't have an editing team here. <clears throat> we, don't anyway, have, we don't have an editing team. I, I said, what's going on here? But, but the whole place went completely nuts. Nuts. I'm telling you, it was... It was uh, WWF nuts. Crazy. <laughs> it was kind of wild for Junior. And actually, so once I did, I'll finish the story. Once that actually <laughs> happened, you know, you hop on the bus uh, in Junior B and they, they have your meal set out. You know, you jump on, you, you grab it at the front seat and you go to the back. So anyways, I go to the back and you, you didn't have to wear a mouth guard. I take a bite of my sandwich. I think it, whatever it was, my fucking tooth comes out in the sandwich ah, <laughs> my yeah. molar so my back more he got me with one so good underneath that my teeth hit together and then once it de- once i took a bite it literally came out <laughs> uh, so he got you with a couple did he oh it was, it was yeah whatever it was uh well was that, that stuff happen. happens i got hit with a few but i usually like went in low and tried to get hit in the top of the head you know yeah, we've seen your videos, Wally. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, wow. I, hey, we've just been chatting. I haven't looked at the notes in a while. Um, but I, I don't really know what else I have other than, like, okay. Dylan, when I started this, you were one of the first person people I ever told. And I was like, I really want to do this and you could tell how passionate I was and like how much I missed everybody. And then you helped me with making the hat, making the jacket. You made me legitimate. And I think it's really cool. What's gone on. It's not like I make money doing this, but like, I love it. I love making this memory with you two assholes because of what you guys have done for me. Ron, you got me the tryout with super heat and like, it's not about the tryout. It's about the people you're working with. Nigel, Jimmy, you, Dylan, Norm, Tanya, Caitlin, like Roberta, the whole crew, Todd, the Todd father, you know, like Dave Murray, when he was there, like the whole crew is just good people that like, you so know. you're doing uh and i'll take five seconds because i know the old man wants to talk here but i mean you're bringing people together uh as far as the hockey community especially in the uk uh and, and all around the world and you know it, it takes time and it, it it away from other things and you know just these these small stories as you said no matter what league it is whatever happens you're you're giving people a platform to to uh you know connect with you and just 
just chat and it's fantastic. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter what league you're in. Hockey stories are hockey stories. And like you two guys are very important people in my life. And that's what I started this for was to reconnect with those people. And when Ron, I picked you up on the way to the dump and I've had a couple father sons on and we're talking about going to the draft and what you guys did. And I was like, shit, it'd be really fun to talk about like coming up and concurred, being a dad, trying to deal with all the ups and downs and like minor hockey and then senior a, and then superheated. Like, you know, it's, being a parent's not always easy, right? <laughs> no, it's not, Wally, but it gives you an opportunity to to show people who you are, what your character is, and you're right. I've had some challenges. I've been in management in minor hockey, um, <clears throat> and and you, you do run into various characters and various personalities, and people have different thoughts than you do because, obviously, not every kid's going to be on the first line. Not every kid's going to play the last five minutes. And uh, I, I've, I've had some serious, uh, um, let's just call it um, um, awareness meetings uh, from parents telling me that their kid wasn't on for the last five minutes, but I have to remind them that, but they played another game that day, right? Because they, we played the right kids. But anyway, Wally, what you're doing, I'll just echo what Dylan said. You know, you, you're the type of guy and, 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 and a lot of people say, well, I should do this and I should do that. You know, I should start helping out with minor hockey. I should start a podcast because I know a lot of stuff. I should do all these things. You're a guy that doesn't do should it. You actually do it. And congratulations to you. And uh, and I'm so glad we met out here in the back. I'm glad you, you know, you and your $39 suit got the job at Superheat, <laughs> you know. And, uh, and I'm looking forward to someday, man, maybe who knows, we'll get the blades on and we'll be able to get out there and go for a skate again some other time. Who knows? Well, well with all this hockey camp <clears throat> this week, you know, I'm feeling pretty fresh out there, oh. but, um, <laughs> like, um, I do get winded. Let's put it lightly. <laughs> uh, but no, I wanted to thank you guys for everything you've done for me. Um, I can't thank Norm enough and superheat and the way it is like, <clears throat> so like I'm honest and I tell my team exactly what's up. And like, I know I can work at 6am. I can work late. I can, I can give her, I know that. And like that I've done so many episodes and nobody's ever said anything because they know I like to do well at what I do. I like you'll to do a quick spinner and you'll get her done. I like yeah, to run them. I like to yeah. be good at what I do and that nobody's questioned me. And like, there's, it has been days where I'm well, not like, that, you know, of, well, there, but, there, but that there's, there's days that like, that like, do you only get a guy on in the UK or to get a guy on in Germany that like the only time I can get him on, I'm like, I only got a lunch hour. I'm like, so I'll tell my team and I'll be like, listen, you guys got the next hour and a half because this is the only time I can do this. And I love this and I need Again. to do this and that nobody's questioned me and the trust factor. It means the world to me and um, it's working with great people. And that's what superheat is. Right. And um, you keep putting those plugs in for the Quantico Phillips <laughs> and the Exxon mobiles and the, and the super, superheat.com and the, the Facebook, right. you just got to put the plugs in. And you you know, just got to put the plugs you. in. Right. And then, yeah. but yeah. And then the marketing director, 20% off, <laughs> 20% off folks. <laughs> just reach out to Dylan here in the marketing department and then we'll whip up the drawings. Right. 
Yeah. And Ron's well, going to be on There's his a few hog. stages before that, but Wally wouldn't know the full scope. So, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get you a quote, and then we'll go from there. But seriously, I can't thank you guys enough. And uh, meeting guys like you and the Ripley Wolves and all the other fellas, I feel like I fit in around here. It's home now. It's home to, for my kids. People like Derek Burroughs, Jeremy McQuill, and everybody, everything does. Makes it home, right? Yeah, we love we love you, buddy. Before you start crying here, shut up! Shut up! And this has been <sighs> another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with the Sales and Wally. Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I might stop and time to go.